Welcome to the Mindful ADHD Diva, the podcast for high achieving women on a journey of personal growth and mindfulness, seeking to master ADHD in the real world. I'm your host, Coach Lauren, and each week we explore the tools and strategies that empower you to conquer ADHD challenges to live a happy and holistic lifestyle. Because remember, there are no drastic changes without drastically changing. So let's get ready to transform your life. All right, toxic relationships. Now that could be very triggering for some of you, or it could be like, this is where I need to be. Let's hear what she's going to talk about. (sighs) We've all been there, right? We've all had toxic relationships either by choice or either that's just what we grew up around. And then, of course, if you're in a toxic family structure that's dysfunctional, that's what you take into your relationships outside of your family. And then maybe you don't realize that you're swimming in water as a fish Or maybe you do and you're like, I can't breathe and I've got to find something completely different. So before we delve into this episode, I want to say welcome to new listeners. This is the Mindful ADHD podcast, ADHD Diva podcast. So um, I'm Coach Lauren, Dr. Coach Lauren, actually, I should say. And I am just excited to be here. I have pivoted from my educational therapy intervention private practice to now focusing on um, coaching high achieving women with ADHD to find their greatness, their holistic um, happiness, if you will. And I am um, an adult, a woman, a black woman with ADHD. So this is passion. I'm very passionate about this. This is something that I a lot of these episodes actually all of these episodes I have lived experience and I'm just so excited to like get on a platform use my voice share my thoughts and really hope that it resonates with people and I know that it resonates with you because you're here so um you can watch this on my YouTube channel. Please subscribe, like, comment, send it to anyone who you think might benefit. If you are a visual learner, which I know I am, you can watch me um, on YouTube. So that's the vodcast. If you are used to just plugging in because you are driving or because you are running or whatever it is, you are listening to me on whatever platform you listen to podcasts and I appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast there so you can see weekly episodes that drop every Tuesday at 5 a.m. And I also wanna let you all know for my readers out there, these episodes correlate with my blog posts. So this blog post is called Toxic Relationships, just like the episode. So I want you all to feel like this is an inclusive environment that you can get that visual, you can get that auditory, and you can get that reading in, all right? So there are no excuses. I am here to make an impact. My goal in the first year of my business is to impact 500 women. So whether that's in my free masterclass, this podcast, my mailing list, or coaching clients, I'm here for you and I'm excited to provide value and hopefully it will inspire you to transform your life. So let's talk about toxic relationships. I always open up with a question. Are you ready? I know you are. So the question here is, how do you spot toxic relationships? How do you know that you're in a toxic relationship? So it sounds like a very, very simple question, but it's actually a really good question. 
because more than often we are living in a space that we have no idea is toxic. So I want to, I want you to get this this visual here. So let's just say you have really bad food poisoning, right? But you don't really know it's food poisoning. You just know you feel like shit. Like you know your stomach is bothering you. You have headaches on and off. You know, you're kind of drinking water, but not really. You are just grumpy and rude to people who are asking you if you're okay. You're just complaining all the time. You don't feel well. And all the while, you're not really doing anything to help yourself. Well, obviously, there's something living in your body that's making you sick. That's pretty obvious. That's what food poisoning is. You know, whether we're on the toilet or whether we're throwing up, it's coming out both ends. We're, our body is rejecting that toxicity. Our body doesn't want that in side of us because it, it impacts us in ways that we can't really function. Now, Everybody at some point has had or will get food poisoning. And that's our body's way, the evolution of letting us know like, yeah, this is not a good look here. You're not supposed to be living here. I think back to if, if any of you know the movie Osmosis Jones came out like 20 years ago. I remember watching this movie in high school in biology and I just thought this movie was so like weird and disgusting. But really in retrospect, I'm like, it's interesting because you get to see this virus going into Bill Murray's body and how it impacts him on the inside and how it impacts him on the outside. And I think when we are thinking about toxic relationships, we don't really have that visceral response to say, oh my God, my body is not responding to this relationship. My stress level is not responding to this relationship. We don't have that inner um it's not even a compass, you know, that inner like, that's not good for us. And a lot of it is because we either grew up in toxic, traumatic relationships in our families, or we just really don't know what toxic relationships look like. And so I'm here to address what those signs and symptoms can look like and how you can really reframe and reconsider, is this really a relationship that I need? And if it is a relationship you can't completely cut off or avoid, maybe you just find boundaries and ways around it. So I can definitely say I have had probably almost all of my relationships up until my marriage were extremely toxic. And I had no idea, you know, whether it was dating people who were emotionally unavailable and me trying to prove my worth to them you know that's clearly a red flag or people not respecting my time or people you know always letting me down or people that were just emotionally abusive and then still trying to prove myself to them so when you stay in toxic relationships you need to look at yourself and say well what's up with my self-esteem why am I allowing this person to treat me that way? And that, again, goes back to setting boundaries. So see how this is all connected. If you don't have boundaries, and I don't care who they are, I don't care if they're your parents, if they're your boss, you need to have boundaries. I remember my third job. I was working in this place. I was only there for a year. It was just not sustainable. I had this awful commute. I was living in the suburbs and commuting into D.C., and it was just god-awful. I was single. I had, like, I was renting, like, 12 lesson plans a day because I was working with specialized students, special um, special needs students. 
and I had no no life. My life was literally this job. I had a window of time to work out and make dinner and then I would go to sleep and have to press play and do it all over again. And that to me was extremely toxic. I mean, I was just like, this is not the life I want to live. And I knew that I had to get out. You know, I was just like, this is just not the move for me. And so I remember to this day, my exit interview was with this black woman, Audrey, Audra, Audra. And she was the head of, I think, HR. And so I had my exit interview and I was telling her just all of the things that I experienced. And I was like, this is just not it for me. And she gave me a piece of advice that I took forward that day on. And she said, you know, when you get your next job, you don't need to make friends with everybody. You don't need to, you know, share your personal story with them. You don't need to go above and beyond to open up and tell them things that they don't need to know. She said, you know, people have to trust. People need to earn your trust. People need to understand boundaries. And when you set those boundaries, that's the way that you walk into that job and they expect nothing different. And, you know, it was really profound because I realized that I was trying to make friends with people and I was, you know, trying to figure out how does this work? How do I navigate this toxic space? Maybe it's me. You know, I I just wasn't confident in who I was in, in that time and place in my life. And, you know, I was in my mid 20s. And so I did that. I went into my next jobs and I made it clear like, okay, I'll go to happy hour once, you know, every few months. You know, I'm only going to share this information with this person I feel comfortable with. You know, I remember when I was in public school, um, my husband and I were pretty private about getting married. Now, I'm not into the pomp and circumstance. You know, there was no engagement. There was no, you know, big wedding. We got married at the courthouse. It was really not a big deal to me. I'd rather spend money on other things. I already have serious student loan debt. I don't need wedding debt. And all I remember was there is this white teacher who had, you know, since retired. I think she retired the the following year that I was working there. She was so rude to me. She was rude to me at team meetings. She was just clearly needed to retire. She had nothing nice to say about the kids. I mean, she was just uh, just miserable. Well, I got married and I changed my last name and I was sending out an email to the team and she, for the first time ever, decided to come into my office and had the audacity to tell me, no, ask me, but it came off like telling me, why didn't you tell me you got married? And I'm looking at this fake audience like, bitch, are you serious? You couldn't even tell me good morning, but you expect me to to give you a, a slice of my personal life? No. And it's because I came in with those boundaries. And so to me, that's toxic. So you want something from me, but you can't actually give me the human decency of saying hello. How are you? You know, like, but but I'm supposed to tell you something intimate about my life. Mm-mm, not, not happening. So toxic relationships are everywhere, whether it's your coworkers, your neighbors, your spouse. <laughs> Hopefully it's not your spouse. Um, but anyway, I want to touch on some on some like seven key signs of toxic relationships. Now, let me know if this if this hits home. All right. Lack of trust. If there's anything in your gut that tells you, I just don't really trust this person. Well, there you go. Follow it. Don't keep pushing it and saying, well, I'll give them another chance. No, people will show you who they are. Believe them. Don't sit there and say, oh, they just had a bad day. No, 
trust that you don't trust. Number two, hostile communication. If you're trying to express to someone, hey, this hurt my feelings, or hey, you know, do you mind not doing this? And they're like, oh, you're, that's your problem, or you're too sensitive. Um, red flag, clearly that's a toxic relationship. Controlling behaviors. If there is somebody who is trying to control you or control the narrative or be manipulative behind the scenes, huge red flag. You never want to be in any sort of relationship where someone's trying to control the narrative. Everyone should have free will and, you know, their own mind to make choices. If I don't want to go to that cookout and you want to go to it, don't sit there and try to control and manipulate me into going. I said I don't want to go. Now, sometimes we have to do certain things to show up to stuff, but that's, that's a different story for another time. So you don't want to be around anybody who's going to control your behaviors. Frequent lying is a big one. If someone is just flying off the lip with lies, mm -mm, nope. Why are you lying? I mean, that's really the question to ask. Why do you feel the need to lie? Now, it could be that person's really insecure and they're trying to put on someone that they're not to impress you. And that's still toxic because you don't really care to unpack why you're lying. So that's not that's not a good sign. Unbalanced give and take. Now, this is a huge one. If you are the kind of person who loves to give and genuinely loves to give and the other party is just taking and never giving you any breadcrumbs and breadcrumbs is, is minimal. That's still unacceptable. That's a red flag. And this can be in any capacity. Maybe you like helping people and you loan family members money or you loan a friend money and they just never give it back to you. You then have to have boundaries around that. Hey, I'm going to loan you this $500, but do you think it's possible for me to get it back in about six months or so? Or, you know, what does that timeline look like for you? You know, and if that person is an open, kind, uh, non-toxic friend, they'll either say yes or no. And if they say no, then you can explore why. Well, can you can you give me some reasons why that's not possible? Whatever it is, you got to have boundaries with that. So the unbalanced give and take is definitely a red flag. Feeling drained. Now, this is a huge one, okay? Huge. For the longest time, I was so drained by so many family members. And I just didn't know why. I was always exhausted. And I remember hearing from some family members, you're so young, why are you so tired? I'm spiritually, mentally, and physically fucking drained by you. <laughs> I just can't. You're, like, I don't feel like I can express myself. I don't feel like I can actually speak my peace, speak my truth. I feel like I'm being controlled. I feel like there's lying. I feel like I can't trust you. I mean, the list goes on. I'm drained. I need to regain. Okay, so if somebody is is draining your battery, your emotional, physical, spiritual, mental, all of that, if they're on your mind a lot, you know, with the ADHD and you can't get off the hamster wheel, they're draining you. I, I, I cut those people out of my life. Now, certain family members, I got to just have boundaries around that. I can't cut them off. But... I went through a whole feng shui when I was when I was kind of transitioning from my other business into this one where I was like, yeah, that person just talks about themselves all the time. I'm not interested. You know, I think when you are a heart centered leader and you're a coach and a teacher, you do want to listen. You do want to help. You do want to, you know, really 
give it your all in that relationship. But when that person is constantly coming to you to complain and they don't really ask you much about you or because I had this happen, I had a friend who I trusted dearly and deeply and I was so hurt that when I was going through really rough times, this person would, it was obvious, they would check on me because it was on their to-do list. Hey, just checking in. And I gave them like two or three chances because I wanted to see if the check-in was genuine. Like I'm checking in to see how you feel and then take it to some, you know another level. Is there anything I can do to help? You know, I'm, I'm here if you need anything. Hey, you know, how about we, you know, plan a FaceTime or go, go get lunch soon. You know, I was waiting for that. Never got it. And again, I didn't trust this person anymore. And I realized in retrospect that it was all about them taking and me not realizing it until times got rough. And I was like, you know what? I'm not about, I'm about the quality, not the quantity. I don't give a shit if I've been friends with you for 20 years. If you are ticking like five or six of these, you know, signs of a toxic relationship, bye. I mean, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need to feel drained. I don't need hair falling out. I don't need weight gain. I don't need uh, emotional eating. I don't need to finish a bottle of wine every night. I I don't need it. I don't want to feel drained. So that is a big one that I am like, whew, I need you ladies to really hear this because I'm sure there's somebody in your life that you're like, damn, this person's draining. How How do I navigate this space? Well, you can do it. You just have to find a way that works for you. And then the seventh, the seventh one, I hate this one, is when people make excuses. Oh, that's just Pookie. Oh, that's just fill in the blank name. No, stop making excuses for that person's like egregious fucking behavior. It's not okay. It's not okay for you to call this family member fat and they need to go do, you know, lose some weight. It's not okay for this. And, you know, and sometimes I feel like you might hear this with older generations and then all of a sudden when you especially in 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 black families especially if you say something then all of a sudden you're being disrespectful that's disrespectful no you're disrespectful (laughs) like i'm sorry you just said something hurtful and rude to somebody and i'm calling your ass out on it but somehow because i'm holding your ass accountable i'm somehow disrespectful no so we don't want to make excuses for someone's piss poor behavior i'm not talking about a typical person who is kind and loving who's having a bad day and cops an attitude. That is a completely different situation because that's really not an excuse. That's, I think she's having a bad day and we all have those. So those are seven signs of toxic relationships that I really want you to think about. Apply that in your life. How many of these did you tick off? How many people did you think of? And so you want to understand the the impact of the toxicity. So when you were constantly living in a toxic space, environment, relationship, whatever, you're going to burn the fuck out. I was working at a school that had so much systemic racism, so many microaggressions. I had a very low-key racist principal who was very insecure with who she was as a leader, wanted to be friends with all the goddamn kids, and then will come at me and micromanage me. 
because I think she was intimidated by the fact that I was a younger black woman who had my shit together, who had my doctorate degree, who could do my job and her job and try to run a business and commute and was a mom. And I just, I just, I couldn't do it. I was so burnt out and I'm, I'm dodging left, right and center and realizing, no, I need to leave this, this toxic, this toxic environment because I'm going to burn out. And the stress of, it's so important to, I can't stress enough identifying all of these toxic relationships. When you can identify it, then you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Then you got to come up with a strategy. All right, how do I, how do I set some boundaries now? You know, how do I feel okay to do this and not feel guilty and obligated? So I hope that this episode resonated with you. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm here as a coach to help you individually kind of understand what this looks like for you and, and maybe how can you rebuild the best version of yourself to really repel these toxic relationships because they're all around you. It's just a matter of how much you engage with them. So with that being said, I'm going to end this episode with the free master class. All right. So I've been talking about this for a few episodes now. I want you to join the free master class. It is the ultimate virtual event to discover, embrace and nurture your values And it is a 90-minute virtual event to help women like yourself with ADHD who desire to uncover their authenticity. All right, ladies, we are looking for the authentic version of you so you can have greater empowerment. And I really want you to just rid that lack of fulfillment and that emotional stress. How do you do that? Well, you click the link in the show notes. Then you book a 15-minute pre-qualifier call with me so I can get to know your needs. I can get to know a little bit about you. And then I can ensure that this is the right space that aligns with what you're looking for. And if you are interested in having a discovery call with me to see if working together is a great fit, I would love, love that. I also want to announce that I am a partner with Renify. Renify is uh, a financial ADHD coaching business. And I'm excited because when you become a client of mine, you actually get access to Renify. So you get access to courses, you get access to a community of people, all of them have ADHD. You get access to um, expert um, live discussions and you can do some drop-in meditation. I mean, there's so many resources. So while you're working with me, we are working on your one-on-one goals, but then you also have that support of the ADHD community. And if you are from Renify, then hop on over for a discovery call and we can talk about what that looks like as a whole package. So I am so excited you all are here and I can't wait to speak to you next week. See you then.